guys welcome to another episode of ax3 uh tonight's episode is a scary story brought to you by ernesto our <laughs> host right here so yep i'm gonna be telling a japanese horror story and where are we right now moses right now we are at black star canyon apparently it's a haunted place where a lot of stuff happens as we mentioned before and um yeah i'm a little scared but you know we got a couple people here we got some guests um mm -hmm. for starters we got ernesto's brother right here introduce yourself uh my name is jason what's going on guys and then we got mug aka miguel mug what's up guys all right so we're gonna be listening to this scary story right here in the middle of the woods at the night uh it's gonna be narrated by ernesto because i feel like his voice is a lot scarier than mine so <laughs> yeah so without further ado um stick around if you want to hear a japanese scary story um it is called eight feet tall um so yeah without further ado let's get into it all right so this story is called eight feet tall i'm gonna start it goes my parents lived in japan every summer my parents would take me there on holidays to visit them they lived in a small village and they had a backyard i love to play there during the summer when we arrived my grandparents always welcomed me with open arms I was their only grandchild, so they spoiled me. The last time I saw them was the summer when I was eight years old. As usual, my parents booked a flight to Japan and we drove to the airport to my grandparents' house. They were delighted to see me and had lots of little presents to give me. My parents wanted to have some time by themselves. So after a few days, they took a trip to another part of Japan, leaving me in the care of my grandma and grandpa. One day, I was playing out in the backyard. My grandparents were inside the house. It was a hot summer's day and I laid down on the grass to rest. I stared up at the clouds and enjoyed the feeling of the soft rays of the sun and the gentle breeze. Just as I was about to get up, I heard a hey, 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 hey. I didn't know what it was and it was hard to figure out where it was coming from. It sounded almost like somebody was making the noise themselves as they were just saying, pull, 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 over and over again in a deep masculine voice. I was looking around, searching for the source of noise when I suddenly noticed something off the top edges that enclosed the backyard. It was a straw hat. It wasn't resting on the hedge. It was behind it. That's where the sound was coming from. Hey, 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 hey. Then, the hat began to move, as if someone was wearing it. The hat stopped at a small gap in the hedge, and I could see a face peering through it. It was a woman, but the hedges were high, almost eight feet tall. I was surprised at how tall the woman was. I wondered if she was wearing slits or some huge high-heeled shoes. Then a split second later, she walked off, and the strange noise disappeared with her fading into the distance. Bewildered, I got up and wandered back into the house. My grandparents in the kitchen, drinking tea, I sat down at the table, and after a while, I told my grandparents what I had seen. They weren't really paying attention to me until I mentioned a distinct sound. Pull, 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 pull. As soon as I said that, both of them suddenly froze. Grandma's eyes grew wide and she covered her mouth with her hand. Grandpa's face became very serious and he grabbed me by the arm. He said, 
This is very important, he said in an intense voice. You must tell us exactly how tall she was. As tall as the garden hedge, I replied. Beginning to get scared, my grandfather bombarded me with questions where she was standing. When did this happen? What do you do? When did you see her? I tried to answer all the questions as best I could. He suddenly rushed out into the hallway and made a phone call. I couldn't hear what he was saying. I looked over at my grandma and she was trembling. I've got to go out for a while, he said. You stay here with the child. Don't take your eyes off him for a second. What's going on, grandpa? I cried. He looked at me with a sad expression in his eyes and said, You've been liked by Hakashika Masuma. With that, he hurried out, got into the truck, and drove off. I turned into my grandma and said cautiously, As, Who is that? Hakashima Suma. Don't worry, she replied in a shaking voice. Grandpa would do something. There's no need for you to worry. As we sat nervously in the kitchen, waiting for my grandfather to come back, she explained what was happening. She told me there was a dangerous thing that was haunting the area. They called it Hashakasumisuma because of the height in Japanese, which means eight feet tall. It takes the appearance of an extremely wo tall woman who makes that sound pull, pull, pull. And depending on who sees it, some say it looks like a haggard old woman in a kimono, and others say it was a girl in a white funeral shroud. One thing that never changes, it's a tight, and that sounds it makes. A long time ago, it was captured by monks, and he managed to confine it in ruined buildings on the outskirts of the village. They trapped it using four religious statues called jutsus that are placed on the north, south, east, and west of the ruins, and it wasn't supposed to be able to move from there. Somehow, it managed to escape. The last time it appeared was 15 years ago. My grandmother said that anyone who saw eight feet tall was destined to die within a few days. It all sounded so crazy, I wasn't sure what to believe. When grandpa came back, there was an old woman with him. She introduced herself as Kason and handed me a small crumpled piece of parchment saying, here, take this and hold it. Then she and my grandpa went upstairs to do something. I was left alone in the kitchen with my grandmother again. I needed to go to the toilet. Grandma followed me to the bathroom and wouldn't let me shut the door. I was beginning to get really frightened by all this. After a while, Grandpa and Kaysan took me upstairs and brought me into the bedroom. The windows were covered in newspapers and lots of ancient ruins had been written on them. There were some small bowls of salt in the four corners of the room and a small Buddha figure placed at the center of the room on top of a wooden box. There was also a bright blue bucket. What's that bucket for, I asked. That's for you to pee and poo, Grandpa replied. Kaysan sat me down on the bed and said, Soon, the sun will be setting, so listen carefully. You must stay in this room until morning. You must not come out under any circumstances until 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Your grandmother and your grandfather will not speak to you or call you until then. Remember, do not Pay attention. Do not listen. Okay, I replied. And then she said, I'll let you go. She spoke in a grave tone that all I could hear was and nod my head. You have to follow Kaysan's instruction to the letter Grandpa told me. I never let go of the parchment she gave you. And if, I think, and if anything happens, pray to Buddha and make sure you lock this door when we leave. 
They walked down into the hallway, and after saying goodbye to them, I shut them. I closed the bathroom door, and I locked it. I turned on the TV and tried to watch, but I was too nervous. I felt sick to my stomach. Grandma was left some snacks and rice balls for me. I couldn't eat them. I felt like I was in prison. I was very depressed and scared. I laid down on the bed and waited. Before, but before I knew it, I was asleep. When I woke up, it was just 1 a.m. All of a sudden, I realized that something was tapping on the window. Tap, tap, tap. I felt the blood draining from my face. My heart skipped a beat. I desperately tried to calm myself down, telling myself it was just the wind playing tricks or maybe the branch of a tree. I turned up the volume of the TV to drown out the tapping noise. Eventually, altogether, that was when I heard Grandpa calling me. Are you okay in there? He asked. If you're scared, you don't have to stay in there all alone. I can come in and keep you company. I smiled and rushed over to the door to open it, but then I stopped in my tracks. I had goosebumps all over my body. It sounded like Grandpa's voice, but somehow it was different. I couldn't tell what it was, but I just knew. What are you doing, Grandpa? Asked. You can open the door now. I glanced to my left, and a chill went down my spine. The salt in the bowl was slowly turning black. I backed away from the door. My whole body was trembling with fear. I fell to my knees in front of the Buddha statue and clutched the piece of parchment tightly in my hand. I started desperately praying for help. Please save me from Hakashiruma. I wailed. Then I heard the voice outside the door say, The tapping on the window started again. I was overcome by the fear. I crouched there in the front of the statue, half crying and half praying for the rest of the night. I felt like it would never end, but eventually it was morning. The salt in all four bowls was pitch black. I checked my watch. It was 7.30 a.m. I cautiously opened the door. Grandma and Kaysan were standing outside, waiting for me. She saw my face. Grandma burst into tears. I'm so glad you're alive, she said. I went downstairs and was surprised to see my father and mother sitting in the kitchen. Grandpa came in and said, hurry up, we've got to get going. We went to the front door and there was a large black van waiting in the driveway. Several men from the village were standing around, pointing at me and whispering, that's the boy. The van was a nine-seater and they put me in the middle, surrounded by eight men. Kaysan was in the driver's seat. The man on my left looked down at me and said, you got yourself in quite a spot of trouble. I know you're probably worried. Just keep your head down and your eyes shut. We can't see it, but you can. Don't open your eyes until you got to safety. Grandpa drove in front and my dad's car was following behind. When everyone was ready, our little convoy started. We were going fairly slow, around 20 miles per hour, maybe less. After a while, Kaysan said, this is where it gets hard and started muttering a prayer under her breath. That was when I heard the voice. I clutched the parchment Kaysan had given me tightly in my hand. I kept my head down. I saw a white dress fluttering in the breeze. It was moving along the van. It was her. She was outside the window. She was keeping pace with us. Then suddenly she bent down and peered into the van. No, I grasped. The man beside me shouted, close your eyes. I immediately shut down my eyes and I couldn't. I hold on tightly to the parchment. 
and then the tapping began. Tap, tap, tap. The voice became louder. Then there was tapping on the windows all around us. All of the men and the man, startled and on the edge, muttering nervously to themselves. They couldn't see eight feet tall. They couldn't hear her voice, but they could hear the tapping on the windows. Kason started making a prayer, and louder and louder, almost shouting it. The tension inside the van was unbearable. After a while, the tapping stopped and the voice disappeared. Kason looked back at us and said, I think we're safe for now. All of the men around me breathed a sigh of relief. The van pulled over to the side of the road, and the men got out. They transferred me into Dad's car, and Mother held me close, and tears were running down her cheeks. Grandpa and my father bowed to the man, and they went their way. Kason came down to the window and asked me to show her the piece of parchment she had given me. When I opened my hand, it had gone completely black. I think you're okay now, she said. But just to be sure, hold on to this for a while. She handed me a new parchment. After that, we drove straight into the airport, and Grandpa saw us safely on the plane. When he took off, my parents breathed a sigh of relief. My father said, There were other people who had been liked by her and lived to tell about it. They had to leave Japan and settle down in foreign countries. They were never able to go back to their homelands. She always chooses children as her victims. They say it's because children are dependent on their parents and family members. This makes them easier to deceive when she poses as her relatives. He said the man in the van were all blood relatives of mine, and that's why they had been sitting all around me, and why my father and grandpa had been driving in front and in the back. It was all done to try and confuse her. It took a while to contact everyone and get them together, so that was why I had been confined in a room all night. He told me that one of the little jitsu statues, the ones that were meant to keep her trapped, had been broken, and she had now escaped. It gave me chills. I was glad when we finally got home. All of this happened more than 10 years ago. I haven't seen my grandparents since. I haven't been able to so much as set foot in the country afterwards. I would call them every now and then, a few weeks on the phone. Over the years, I tried to convince myself that it was just an urban legend, that everything that happened was just some elaborate prank, but sometimes I'm not too sure. My grandfather died two years ago. When he was sick, he wouldn't even allow me to visit him, and he left strict instructions in his will that I wasn't to attend his funeral. It was all very sad. My grandmother called a few days ago. She said that she had been diagnosed with cancer, and she would miss me terribly and wanted to see me one last time before she died are you sure grandma i asked is it safe it's been 10 years she said all that happened a long time ago it's forgotten you're all grown up now i'm sure there won't be a problem but but what about hakashikoma i said for a while there was a silent on the other phone then i heard a deep masculine voice saying Yeah, I got right. chills at the very end. Honestly, yeah. That's that's scary. Story wasn't really that scary. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm like, I'm I'm the one who's the most scary cat out of all you guys, but I wasn't even scared of that story. Okay, scared. who was scared? I like it. I mean, it wasn't scary, but it was pretty interesting. To hear. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, mm. 
it was all right. To I get, like it. To get chills. I mean, you were really then. into it. You were like, bro, bro, bro. You gotta get into I'm it. Like, Damn, I feel like there's uh, someone behind me. Like, yo. I mean, we're in the middle of I nowhere, mean, every dude. single time you said Paul, 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 I kept thinking about Paul from Kung Fu Panda. So I was <laughs> like, everybody was coming up with fighting. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, what do you guys think? To be honest, I feel like there could have been a better scary story. But like, we can find so, one. We can do like a cult one next time. Oh, you know no, what? That yeah. would be actually kind of good. Be mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But was that a true story then? This was a. It was a true story. Yeah. It's not a true story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I better not hear no popos right now. You uh, know. I know. We're in a. We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We still got a little while to go back. No. Either way, I imagine if we did see like an eight foot tall person, like woman, like that, I feel like she'd be like walking really slowly. I don't think she'd be able to run pretty fast, you know. <laughs> she glides, huh? She glides. Oh hell no! No, she would catch us for sure. <laughs> not me. Isn't that one in Japan? Not me. Good here. Yeah, not me. We're good. Right here, we just have the Bigfoot and the Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, they know. No, but we got visitors too, huh? So she probably could be here. We got La Llorona. Mm. We got who was, who was the other one that you said? Mm. Um, James. 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 Cool. The homie James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. They're all here. Damn, what, wasn't there like any stories you could pull out about those people like other than like those short paragraphs or whatever? I think trying to find a story about uh, mm-hmm. what happened here would would probably freak yeah, me out you know, more than something happened across the country. Yeah, because you know? yeah, we're Japan. talking about Japan. Like I'm like, well, I'm chilling over here. You I'm know? Not gonna go there. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think no popo is going to come all the way over yeah. here to come, you know? Or maybe we'll see a white woman in a dress maybe. as we walk back. Dude, I don't think so, man. Like we've really? been here, we've been uh-huh. here for a long time. We okay. would have seen something. We would have seen How it now. I'm like, out. Huh? We call out right now. What? Call out to the spirits. Call out to the spirits. Let's see if they answer back. Hey, yo, pop up. <laughs> pop up. Jose, you out there? Hmm? Jose. Jose. Oh yeah, we're sitting on top of this like clean thing that has like Jose's green. Jose written on it in like yeah. um. Um, what's it called? Graffiti. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jose. We found one of his coronas right down here. <laughs> it's down there too, you know. Think it's down there. Let's see if we hear anything. Yeah, you know. Nah. Uh, no, I mean, this, this, what do you think about this trail, Moses? It's pretty, it's not that scary, right? It wasn't like, to be honest, coming over here was more scary, like mm-hmm. the drive over here. Like, yeah, and we yeah. were in a car. Walking over here was actually kind of like, you know, like I said, it felt, it didn't feel that scary, you know? Well, I mean, were you guys scared or what? Yeah, a little. I keep hearing in the, stuff. In the start, yeah. You know, I'd be scared if I saw a redneck over here, you know? Like, he's, huh. like, he's like, what, what you doing here, damn boy? <laughs> I think I was more, like I said, I was more scared of the animals or something like that than, yeah, yeah. than ghosts or people. No, but we haven't even seen any animals, dude. I mean, we did see a bunny, but like, but, that's... But animals are real, you know? And <laughs> go deep The stories inside. about ghosts and, that's, and cults. I told you, let's go deep inside. No one wanted to go deep inside. Dude, shut up, dude. All right. I can't get that deep inside. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, for the next one, though, we can pick a different spot that we know is much scarier, maybe in a mm-hmm. building or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, any recommendations, you could shoot it down below in the, in the little comment section, right? You could leave yep. it right there. Yeah. Abandoned yeah. towns. Please give us recommendations. Little road trip, all five of us. Yeah, we'll go again. You know, we'll do it again and we'll tell even scarier stories. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. But you know, we just wanted to change it up, do a different kind of a podcast episode for this time because usually mm-hmm. we do like well, self improvement, life experience type things. So, like, yeah, we want to just do something different. We thought it'd be fun to come into a scary place like this and like tell a scary story. I mean, it was pretty fun. It was alright. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> scary, yeah. It was I had fun. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, 
Yeah. I mean, I was kind of hoping that we saw something, you know? Like, I was hoping. It's like, kind of weird. Like, uh-huh. okay, I'm scared, but at the same time, I hope that yeah, something. Like, right. it's like, dude, it would be cool. Like, imagine now you have a story to tell. Like, imagine mm. we just bumped in a clown or something in the middle of this. Like, or a freaking cult. That, no, I, I would rather bump in a clown than a cult because it's just one person, you know? Like, even a though. A clown's scarier, though. A serial yeah, killer, dude. Oh, yeah. Come on, we ran into a serial killer? No? No? A serial killer? Don't exist anymore. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you're looking out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. That's why I brought you out here. <laughs> yeah. This is me. They just get darker. It kind of got dark. Oh, got dark. Got a little darker. Because the moon went behind the mountain. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay, now I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> but you I'm know what? Done. Today's episode, we're going to talk about overcoming your fears. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 nah, screw that. I'll be scared either way. I don't care, man. I don't care what you say. I'm still going to be scared, man. <laughs> overcoming my fears, my ass, dude. Shit. Mm. No. If I see a clown, I'm ready. No, I'm going to it. No, so, no, you won't. Yeah, you, well, I you, talk, you, talk, you talk all this smash. No, I don't but talk this smash. When it comes smack. down to it, you were the one in the front. Dude, who was the one? So, was like, dude, nah, you nah, weren't that even was, in the front. Uh, I was listening. Yeah, was the The camera guy right there, shout out. He's the only one who could talk. This motherfucker be like going like freaking out, like just exploring everything, you know, like. What's, it was like, chilling like it was his house. Yeah, exactly, dude. He freaking lives in the wild, you know? Nothing yeah. came out because they were scared of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. All the freaking cult members and everything, like, watch out for boys, dude. Like, you know, all the animals, too. The mild lions are like, damn. Mm. This is the freaking lion suit right here. <laughs> Even got the hair, too. Like, he's pointing the camera. Like, look at that. That's scary. Like, you guys will not be here right now. So, you guys got to give us props right now. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully the camera it would be cool if the camera catches something like scary, you know, like while we're editing it. So I hope so. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they know we free time now. So I'm hoping we see something like yeah. or hear something we when could, we play this back. We could always edit it on there, you know. Nah, <laughs> all real shit here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But either way, we didn't see anything scary. I mean today was I mean cool. we just heard a couple of yeah, Crying. I feel like Moses was like the only one that didn't hear didn't anything. hear it, dude. Yeah, literally, I didn't hear anything. Like you guys all heard stuff. Like, you guys heard laughing, crying. I mm. didn't hear any of that. But then that's also too. It was reported too that in Black Star Canyon, there's there's stuff like that that happens that people that other people have reported too. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you guys. Yeah, it's literally other people have reported that they right. have heard laughing and crying, right? Or just growling, yeah. or even but no animals in sight. Yeah, like it's just. Weird. I mean, the growling makes sense because growling could just be from animals. Yeah, you know, growling, you could probably yeah. be like near their nest or whatever, and they could be like mm. growling at you because you're near their babies. But like that's normal. But the like laughing and crying is different. the laughing and crying is like okay, like chill when out. I heard it, I and when I heard it, Mug heard it too. Yeah, see, that's crazy. Damn. And yeah, it, we all heard a part of that whine because it was. Mm-hmm. I think you heard the first one, right? And then I told you I heard it when we were walking up to kind of like a like laughter. Mm. And then you heard the whine, and I heard that little whine too. Mm-hmm. And then I heard like a, a howl towards you. You guys had a whimpering too, right? Yeah, yeah that's not, that's what we heard. Like a little, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It's weird. Damn. Mm. What was the only one? What about boys? Oh, did you hear anything, dude? <laughs> like camera guy? <laughs> Nothing. He's Damn. Okay, okay, that's crazy. They left him alone. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling you, they're scared of him, dude. Damn. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for tuning in on tonight's episode. It was a little scary. I mean, maybe not as scary as for you guys because you guys might be listening to it inside like a comfortable, comfortable place, like in a fireplace and all that. You guys out in freaking in the middle of nowhere, We're like right one in the, in the morning. Of nowhere, yeah, one in the morning right here, and we it's about out to be here too. We out here. It's about to be two. The like, in and out's not even open no more, oh so God. we can't get that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we do, and now we're gonna walk back um, to the car. Hopefully, no one slashed their tires. Or anything. Hopefully, they do. Dude, shut up. No, you're the most car. You're the most hopeless one out there. Hopeless one. You're gonna be like, what I'll, are you gonna do? Nope. I got a plan for everything. Dude, Jason, hot. Huh, dude, you're his brother. You know him. Right? <laughs> okay. like that? Here we go. I'm not like Expose that. Him in front of most, tell, tell expose me, Jason. Expose tell him, him, please. Huh, he talks all this smack, but really, he's not about it. I gotta see him do something. Yeah, all right. Exactly. Uh, next, next time, next episode. Watch next one. Next time we go to the abandoned uh, town or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm the one. The I won't go in the front. All right, he said it. I'm the one gonna go in. If and we explore. see something, we run and he stays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's okay, see. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. He talks all his Y'all want me to stay? Like for me, it's a different story. Like me, every time I go out, I always hope that I get into a fight. You know, but I don't hope something paranormal happens to me for sure. <laughs> like for sure, like it's like if I'm going out, I'm like, dude, come on, someone piss me off, someone make my day. You know, let me use my oh, my ass whipping skills. But like when it comes to paranormal stuff, like nah, like I don't. Well, no. I mean, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Like that would have been a good I swear thing I saw tell. shadow moves, but no, I don't know. Yeah. It was an animal. Mm. Okay, I think we and should I was probably. behind Moses too. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me just. Okay, go. all right, we'll end the episode here. All right, guys, thank you guys. Thank you uh, Oh yeah, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like. Um, share this with your friends. You know, um, hopefully, uh, you like this episode, mm-hmm. and uh, we have much more to come. So stay tuned for the next episode, where we might just go back to just talking about regular stuff, self improvement type stuff. Mm-hmm. But we just wanted to have a little pattern interrupt for today's episode. So yeah, hope stay you liked tuned. it. I hope you like it. So <laughs> AX, stay tuned for AX3 podcast, which means anytime, anytime anything, anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, guys. Um, hope to see you guys in the next episode. We're out. Catch Sign you later. <laughs>